Hey there, welcome back to the Tacos and Tattoos podcast. Today, uh, my grandpa was a little bit grumpy. I've been staying with him while I'm here in the Columbia River Gorge. I'm here for nine more days and I actually cannot wait to get back to Mexico. I'm trying so hard to enjoy my time here, but honestly, the energy of the U.S. and this air, I don't know. It just, it feels so heavy and I have such a hard time with with being here for too long. I miss the Mexican culture and everything Mexico has to offer. Every time I'm here, I just miss it so much. That's how I know I'm in the right place. But anyway, he was grumpy all morning and typical old man. I have this thing about men over 45 and I have this belief that they are of the generation where they just are too macho and they can't communicate anything. So he was just so grumpy and would not I would be like, okay, well, I can't help anything if you don't tell me what's wrong. <laughs> and like, are you hurting? Do you not feel well? Do you need me to make you some food? Are you mad at my mom? Like, what is going on? Are you mad at me? And he would not tell me. But then all of a sudden he was like, a couple hours later, he's like, so you need to come with me to this estate sale or garage sale. I can't remember what she said. And I was like, okay, fine. My mom still refinishes furniture. If you're not familiar with my story, I used to have a vintage consignment store and my mom and I got heavily into the refinishing and upcycling and chalk painting of furniture and vintage items. And she still does it. She was very upset when I closed my business and then she found a couple other vintage or junk stores, as I like to call them, because they're never as beautiful as my boutique was. And uh, she still continues to paint and sell furniture. And so he wanted to go out and look for furniture for my mom. And there was a sale right down the road from here. And I was like, okay. So we went to that one. We bought a little end table and a dresser for my mom to refinish. And then he was like, okay, well, let's just find a few more. And I was like, okay, well, why we're out, we might as well. And the thing is, this used to be my life. I would go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to every sale I could find. I was always one of the first people at all the openings. I would map everything out. I was pro level at this stuff. And so I can come in and I can spot things and I know what things are worth. And especially when it comes to the furniture, because I sold tens of tens of thousands of dollars in maybe even like, I don't know, probably, yeah, probably close to a hundred thousand dollars in refinished furniture. I sold a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it. And we went out to where I'm at in the Columbia River Gorge. It's very rural, this town here. And there's a lot of antiques, but there's a lot of hoarders. And we went to this place way out in the middle of nowhere and we roll up on this house and it's it says it's an estate sale but it's literally one of those things where they they're just an there's an it's an old guy and he's been dragging things slowly but surely out into the front yard and they've been sitting out there in the sun and so he was like okay well i have more furniture and things in the house like decorations and things in the house and i said okay he had two dogs that were 
you know, at the door. And I was like, okay, well, can I go in with your puppy dogs and take a look? And he's like, yeah. So I walk into this house and three more dogs get up. He had five dogs in this house. It's like your typical middle of nowhere, double wide, right? Or maybe it was a stick built building. I don't know. It was double wide size. Five dogs in there. And this one dog's like jumping on me, excited to see me, trying to hug me, you know? And I'm like, okay, puppy dog. Like, I love dogs, but... um, And so I see this like beautiful old buffet. If you're not familiar with buffets, they were typically like the original kitchen cabinet where they had all the silverware in them. You kept all the silver pieces in it, your candle lusters on the side of it. And it was really beautiful. And I was like, but it was covered in stuff. Every drawer still had stuff in it. It was not ready to sell it, although it was part of the sale. And so I went back out and... I asked him, I was like, oh, what do you want for? And he's like, oh, I want a hundred and a quarter, which is a fair price. I would prefer to pay like 90 for it if I, but it was for my mom. And then um, my grandpa's like, so do you find something? And they're like, well, there's a buffet and there's pretty nice. And then as we're walking away, I was like, yeah, but the problem is I'm going to have my, I'm doing this for my mom for free. I love my mom. We already found her a few things. But we're going to have to fight five dogs to get it through the door. We're going to have to wait for him to clear everything out of it, away from the front of it, inside of it, and on top of it. And this guy was, oh, he had to, he was maybe in his 70s, but he was overweight. He was chain-smoking cigarettes. And I was just like, I don't want to deal with this situation right here. And then, because it's summertime here, there's a lot of yellow jacket bees and if you're not from the Midwest or the Northwest, where those suckers get super aggressive this time of year, and they were all over the front porch, maybe there was a nest there, but there was also a garden hose, so they're super attracted to water because everything's so dry right now. And I was, and then he had his old broke down pickup truck right in front of the house, and I was like, okay, so we're gonna have to walk past all those bees. I'm gonna potentially get stung, and then we're going to have to get around his broke down pickup truck like crawl over all this stuff in the front just to get it to your pickup truck and I was like I'm not down for that I'm not about this not worth it to me I love my mom but also no but I used to deal with people like this all the time when I had that business and I think this is something I have such a problem with with the U.S. culture and and this mindset about stuff um People are so attached to their stuff. When I used to go into these estate sales and I would talk to people or even people would come in and want to consign things with me, it was so insane to me how hard it was for people to let go of things in their life. And I think, I truly believe that attachment to people, places, and things are is like one of the number one things that keep people held back from really chasing their dreams. And this is something that we all have control over in our minds. But we give meaning to things that, and then that meaning has this power over us. And so... I remember there was um, there was this guy who brought in this old baby plate, and if you're not familiar with antiques, a baby plate was like 
a plate that was given when a baby's born and it's like the plate that the kids actually eat off of and typically in the past they were very ornate and decorative they were like fine china and sometimes they would have the baby's name on it hand painted on there and they always had they would have like a silver or gold 24 karat gold trim around the edge of it they're really beautiful but this plate had been used a lot and it had a big chip out of the corner. And so this guy brought it in. He was telling me the story behind it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, well, is it, how much is it worth? And I said, well, it's very old and it's very sentimental to your family. So it's probably worth more to you and your family than it'd be worth uh, selling in here. And he's like, well, we really need the money. So it would be nice just, and we don't use it anymore, obviously. And I was like, well, unfortunately, it probably isn't worth more than a couple dollars. And he was just taken back by his base. But it's an antique. I said, yeah, but it's been used. And the sentimental value of it is worth more than the actual market value. Because who is going to buy this? It's got a chip in it. It's been used so much. It's scratched up and worn. The 24 karat gold is gone because someone ran it through a dishwasher at one time. Like, it's just not worth anything. Just because something's old doesn't mean it's worth something like in, in the market. And he got really disgruntled by my evaluation. He's like, well, I'm going to go ask a few more places. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But in my store and in my experience, like hundreds of thousands of dollars of crap like this, it's not worth anything. And I sold a lot, I sold a lot of stuff on eBay and what, whatnot. But in and it was a it's a really hard journey to get to the place where you don't have attachment to things because in order to have this 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 inner freedom you have to lose a lot you have to have sacrificed a lot and you had to have to have had things taken away from you that you don't necessarily want to have given up because when that happens to you, when things are ripped from your hands, you have two choices. And you'll see this in the psyche of people. There was a, a homeless lady that I let live on my property for a couple months because she had literally nowhere to go right as the pandemic was happening. And she had an RV and I was like, fine, you can put it on the side. I don't have it currently rented, like just whatever. And she was one of those people that she come in and she talked about all these things. She had a storage unit she was paying hundreds of dollars for every month. And she was so attached to all these things. And she was she was getting money from a uh, estate, but she was in poverty because she was overspending because she had had things taken away from her in the past. And to compensate for those losses, her ego was causing her to come into stores like mine. She would go from thrift store to the boutiques downtown to my store spending. She spent like hundred hundreds of dollars in my store. And every time I'd be like, oh, maybe you don't really need that right now. Like, why don't we set it aside? And, you know, we're, you should work on getting an apartment, like save up this money. And she was like, no, no, I have to have this. I deserve this. I deserve this. I need this. And it was because she had just had, you know, so many losses in her life. And instead of getting mentally tough and mentally strong and letting go and not allowing it to have this story that she was allowing it to have, she was allowing it to consume her. And she had all this stuff. Her little RV was packed full. Um, her storage unit was packed full. Her truck was packed full. Like she had like an old suburban type of situation. And, and, you know, 
I realized looking back at my own story, like that could have been the outlook I could have had on it. I could have moved into a place and started hoarding things and like holding on to things so tightly. But instead, I found so much peace and the freedom that that I felt when I started letting things go and without the responsibility. And now it's been hard for me to take on more things. I've been considering investing in some uh, house in Mexico, but it's been hard because I've been enjoying the freedom of not being responsible for these things, not feeling the weight of these things. And there's so much freedom in it. And it's so interesting to see the different stories that people tell themselves when they have so much stuff and um, the way their lives become overrun with physical things. Another aspect of this is uh, I realized in my deepest, darkest points of my life, I would tell myself, oh, when I buy this thing, I will then be happy. And I was spending tens of thousands of dollars buying horses and saddles. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be so much happier when I buy this new horse. I'll be so much happier when I have a new saddle, when I have this thing, whatever, bridal bit, boots, whatever. And I would buy the thing and it would bring me happiness as soon as it arrived. But a week later, I would then be like, oh, I don't feel any better. So then I would be looking for something else to buy. And I see this in people close to me. Um, I saw it in in the greatest enemies of my past. Um, I see it every time I come back to the U.S. and I see this this crazy amount of abundance that we have here. Americans have so much stuff that we that there are people I and I know this from my days of garage selling and having my vintage store. There are people that have so much stuff, they have perpetual summer-long garage sales. There was a lady that would have a garage sale almost every weekend, and she would have new stuff in it because she was cycling stuff out of her house so much. That is unheard of in Mexico. One, it's a cultural difference. And two, people live on so much less there, and they are so much happier I know it's because I've lived in both cultures for a bit of time now. It's not the stuff that's going to make you happy. Because honestly, I I hated the Marie Kondo um, movement that came out right around, it was 2019, right before the pandemic. I hated it because it was affecting my business so much because I was in the business of selling junk. And people are coming and they're like, oh, I'm downsizing. I'm doing the Marie Kondo thing. I'm getting rid of so much stuff. And it it was so annoying for my business at the time because it was hurting my sales. But now, every time I come back and I look at my my few boxes of things or I go shopping every time I come back this time of year because I buy a whole year's worth of clothing to take back with me because the clothing in Mexico is not the best quality. Honestly, it's really hard to find good quality clothing in Mexico. A lot of the ladies buy things and have them tailored to their bodies because things fit so poorly. The material is all like polyester. It's, oh, it's so hard to find good things there. But every time I come back, I go back through my stuff and I hold things in my hand and I allow myself permission to let go of things I haven't worn in years. And it's like the weight of this, the stuff I have to worry about when I'm not here looking at this stuff, like it does carry a burden on my spirit. And so if you are struggling with 
feeling content or feeling peace or feeling like you need more in your life, like look at the abundance in your house because I've yet to be in the house of anyone at any socio socioeconomic st- status in the U.S. because I've been in and out of all sorts of different people's houses over the years while I was buying and selling things. Like I would deliver furniture to the wealthiest of people and I'd go in their house and they always had a lot of stuff and I would deliver things to even families that were living in like double wides and they would have a tremendous amount of stuff. There's so much excess in this country and it's so interesting when I go back to Mexico and I see everybody's cars there and then I come back to the U.S. and every freaking person dang near has a brand new car here and it's all financed. And they've borrowed so much money and they're so in debt and responsible for these payments. And we've been brainwashed to believe that we have to have these things. Otherwise, who are we if we don't? There's so much freedom in having less. I just felt really inspired to talk about this today after going to that sale and seeing that guy and his hoard of things all out on the lawn, basically looking like they need to go to the dump because there's just so much junk. So much junk, like clothing that was stained and had holes in it. People just can't let go of things. Because who are they if they don't have that pile of stuff? Why does excess have to be equal to status and success? Blows my mind. Anyway, that's my little rant for today. So until next time. Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlstopcrying.com to sign up.